0: To another episode of Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. I'm your host, Al Simon, uh, master sales trainer and coach with Sandler Training by Simon Inc. And I am pumped, got three excellent guests today. Uh, Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. What we do here is we spotlight excellent businesses and the professionals. Uh, that are involved in them and uh, we really want to help our listeners with best practices that's why we do this and that's why the three of you are here you know, we got Brett we got Natalie we got Faith we've got uh, an excellent guest today Brett Deloach who is the general manager of the, Hon- the Sonesta Sin- Hotel which is our host right where the Business Radio X uh, uh, studio is located welcome Brett
1: Al thank you for having me
0: and welcome Natalie Cheney Cheney Cheney
2: it's cheney
0: cheney yep Yep. i just automatically said cheney why is that
2: it's the same thing with uh dick cheney cheney okay same situation you just go with it yeah okay yep you just well welcome either there you go (laughs) thank you thanks for having me
0: natalie ceo of member suite with which has all kinds of new things happening and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that and then faith broderick how are you
3: Doing great. Thank
0: you. Good. Welcome with Eastern Data. She's Director of Business Development with Eastern Data. So a salesperson near and dear to my heart. Yes, sir. You're the best people in the world. Okay, so let's let's, uh, take each one in turn and start with you, Brett. Uh, Brett, General Manager here of the Sinesta Hotel. Uh, And, uh, Brett, this hotel is pretty special, isn't it? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the hotel?
1: Well, it is, Al. Um, This property is Sonesta's first dual-branded, property in their portfolio. What Um, does dual branded mean by the way? Dual branded means we actually have two hotels uh, in one setting. Um, So our uh, company has 13 full service properties and 42 extended stay properties. Okay. This hotel on the east side has 300 full service rooms and on our west side has 81 extended stay
0: suites. I did not know that.
1: Yes, sir. So it's a great thing. Um, what makes an interesting concept is uh, having the dual brand, the extended stay guest, while there's a stovetop, microwave, full-size refrigerator, um, full, basically a full kitchen in, in their room, right. they can utilize the grapevine for breakfast or lunch and utilize the art bar or room service for dinner if they'd like, or they can stay in their suite and, and, and cook there as well. Um, we have an indoor/outdoor pool. Indoor's heated, uh, 365 days a year. It gets a little chilly because it flows between the the, the inside and out. Yeah. Uh, we have a full uh, workout fitness center downstairs. Seen it. a it's Business nice. center out in the lobby. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and then we have 16,000 square foot of meetings, flexible meeting space. I guess I should say, as a salesperson, um, <laughs> flexible meeting flexible meeting <laughs> space that our guests can utilize for anything from a, a 16 sweet 16 birthday party all the way up to a 500 uh, seated plated uh, full-blown uh, dinner if they'd like so yeah
0: i've been here when you've had large groups yeah. and it works like clockwork around here yeah so it yeah. is so we're the yeah.
1: very first one i feel very fortunate to uh, have the opportunity to to be the leader of both of those and yeah. uh, really enjoying it and still getting our name out in the community which you know everybody says well who's sinesta are they part of hilton are they part of marriott and i have to say no um sinesta is its own brand it's been around believe it or not for 80 years um, it's just a very low key, quiet uh, Boston-based company. So yeah. we're we're excited picking up a couple more properties at the end of October. Unfortunately, I can't disclose them at this time. But oh, great! Just,
0: just <laughs> drop that on us and then leave it there. That's really good. But they yeah. are
1: in uh, some really good. We're in we're in really yeah. good markets, and you know, again, I'm just happy to be here. It'll be two years in February for me coming up. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. I, I think I met you about about two years ago. Sounds right? about right. Yeah, it yes, does. Sir. Yeah. yeah. And this is in Duluth. It right? is, so yeah. You know, right right in the center of Gwinnett and the business district, and uh, just a great location. Yeah, it is. You know, we've
1: yeah. got uh, some shopping and, and restaurants mm-hmm. right across the way. Of course, we're not far from Stone Mountain, Infinite Energy Center is five miles up the road. So yeah. it is great. Downtown's 20, 25 minutes away if you catch it during good traffic. But we're not far from Artist Station over in Dorable either. So.
0: Excellent. Yep. Okay. And you, you do more than just... Uh, just just have guests and and have uh, organizations do events here. You also have uh, catering. Oh, absolutely. Yes, Uh,
1: absolutely. We do uh, we can do holiday parties Mm -hmm. uh, which is actually it's that time of season right now. So if anybody has any holiday needs um, we can certainly do it. Again, we can do it from as small as 20 all the way up to 500 people. It just just depends. But yes, we have uh, have full-blown catering uh, at the hotel um, and uh, we just, I think we have a great product. Now, having said that all hotels are basically the same. But what I like to say about what makes us different in this hotel is the people that are inside the building. Yes. Um, we have some team members that have worked here for over 30 years, um, which really says That's a, a lot. That is amazing. It, it is in amazing. this industry, yeah. It, it is. And, uh, you know, we just... Try to make sure that everybody has a great stay. Um, yeah. We know that sometimes it's hard to make everybody happy, but we do what we can uh, to make sure that the guest leaves satisfied and wants to come back. You know, word of mouth is a big thing for us. Like I said, not a real well known brand. But if we do a good job and we get it to the, to the guest, the guest goes out and tells more people and it just snowballs from
0: there. So yeah, I've heard you talk several times about your team members Yeah, and you call them that you don't call them staff. You call them team oh, members. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's exactly
1: yeah. what I am as well. Al. I, yeah. when I introduce myself, I, I know I'm the general manager of the hotel, but I love to tell everybody I'm just another team member here yeah. and you know, whatever I can do to, you know, to make it happen, I'll, I'll make it happen.
0: Yeah. Well, I've certainly experienced it from your, from your team members. They've done a great job here for, for us whenever we've been involved, uh, here and, uh, and so great. So you've been you've been in this business. Well, you've been with Senesta for two years. Been with
1: Senesta for two years, but and, I've been in, in, in this in this property in this property here. But I've been in the industry for over thirty years. So I've I did about twenty years with Hilton, and then uh, did six with IHG. Yeah. And then came back uh, back up here with a, with an independent company and managed a, a double tree for a while, and then came over to Senesta. So yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Yes, sir. Um, you know you think you run into just about every question or every, or every incident you can run into. But I bet you've
0: seen some interesting things. <laughs> We've had a, a yeah. few good ones, yeah. Some, some Anything really, that you can tell? Uh, yeah, probably know, not. Probably not, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's been good. Uh, I actually
1: right. love doing what I do. Yeah. Um, it, the, the, the interesting thing, though, about the hospital or about the hotel business, I guess I should yeah. say, yeah. I have a lot of friends that are general managers of restaurants and whatnot, and they said, well, you have the ability at 2 o'clock in the morning to turn off the lights flip the switch lock the door go home and not worry about anything for eight or nine hours where the hotel is almost like a a a real living breathing person i mean it's we're open 24 hours a day you know at night it goes to sleep and in the morning it wakes up we got to wash it and clean it and change it and feed it and do all these good things so (laughs) it's it's really it's really a different a different industry to get into so I, I love yeah, it. I wouldn't, yeah. you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm glad yeah. I got into it. Plus, I have the ability to yak a little bit. So that's there's that. You yeah, yeah, there's that.
0: And you've won some awards here, right? We Tell have. Us about some awards we have. Uh,
1: we have won the just recently. We won the 2019 Readers' Choice Award for the top uh, one of the top 300. Actually, there was 2,500 uh, convention centers and CVBs in the state of Georgia that were nominated. We were one of 337 that won the award. Um, and my team does a phenomenal job that's great. with the banquets here, um, with our setup and creativity and, yes. you know, and, and we will work with the guests for whatever their needs are. Usually we can make it happen. Um, obviously there's some fire regulations and things like that, but yeah. we're, uh, we, we knock it out of the park there. We've gotten really big into international weddings this year. Love to have, the really wed- oh, love to have the weddings at the hotel. Yeah. It's a great time to, to see everybody happy and, you know, yeah. bringing families together. So that's a great thing. We have one, um, uh TripAdvisor Award the last two years uh, for being an outstanding place in booking.com. So Good. my team here does a great job. You know, it's all about, and that's like I tell them, all the hotels are the
0: same. It's all about the people, and it's all about the service that you provide, you
1: know, when right. the guests come in.
0: So, well, I've heard great things about you. I've not had yet had the, uh, the privilege of staying overnight here. What? But we've uh, been here for lots of different business things, and, of course, the studio for Business Radio X being here. We've been here a lot, and uh, it is obvious. You're not just saying stuff. Uh, we have seen it firsthand. Your team members do a great job. Well, I appreciate that, Al. Thank and you. Absolutely. So, Brett, uh, I know there's all kinds of business people that are listening in and um, and may want to check you out. So what's the best way to check out uh, the Senesta Hotel?
1: Well, probably the best way out would be to give us a call um Mm -hmm. uh, the we have an auto dial you hit one it goes right to the sales team somebody from sales will will take the call love to have people we love to have site visits people to come by Uh, people can drop in at the front desk uh, and take a tour of the hotel and see what we have to offer i you know like i said we've got the different choices so you can go with the suites if you want on one side or the the full service more just your basic room on the other but um, again it's the service that sets us apart and we would love to have you know we'd love to host families that are coming into town for the holidays and things like that so whatever anybody needs to do if it needs to be later in the day the team can adjust back in it back in the back and stay we have team members that are our sales team is usually here till six or seven o'clock every night anyway so um love to have people come by and just that, check Faith. us out. dedicated salespeople.
0: <laughs> this is not a nine to five job all right here you go yeah
1: so we're excited but yeah they yeah. can go on to sinesta.com um, yeah. i think backslash Gwinnett place put it in and, and okay. check us out there as well
0: Brett, great great to have you great to, to have you hosting uh this show through uh, Business Radio X. Well, thanks, Al. I
1: appreciate that, and uh, happy to be here, and uh, love having Radio X as a business partner at the hotel. They're Mike. awesome, aren't Mike,
0: they? Oh, Mike and Amanda do a great job. Yeah. Even Mike, yeah, does exactly. a good job. Yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Oh goodness, I'm gonna get in trouble for that one, but it was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Again, this is Al Simon with Sandler Training, your host for Simon Says: Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. And we've been talking with Brett Deloach, the general manager of Sinesta Hotel, and so let's turn our attention now to you, Natalie. Cheney. Cheney.
2: Cheney. I'm I'm so
0: sorry. I'm so sorry about that. I just, you know, it's just, because it's something to talk about anyway. But Natalie is CEO of a company called Member Suite. And you are a software and services company.
2: We are. We are. We, um, we provide engagement solutions uh, to the nonprofit space as well as the for-profit space here more recently. Okay,
0: two different markets.
2: Two different markets. Two uh,
0: very different markets, right?
2: Very different markets, but very yeah. similar needs. Okay. Um, on the, uh, the nonprofit side, uh, membership management platform uh, with a self-service portal to allow uh, membership bases to be able to communicate with their members and for, for members to be able to self-serve. Um, they are uh, challenged with being able to engage with their members, and so um, the technology provides a platform in order to uh, entice and, and, and allow um, the, the staff to engage with uh, with their constituents. Okay. And on the um, on the for-profit uh, side of the business, uh, it's event tech for the same purposes, right? Large brands care about their consumers, want to be able to engage with their consumers. Yes. Uh, And events are a very um, large uh, part of their engagement strategy and how to engage with their consumers. Uh, So there's activations with digital marketing organizations, and there's means and methods for how you can use technology in order to engage with those constituents. So similar, uh, similar challenge, two different markets, and we have a suite of solutions that provide uh, engagement uh, tools for, for both markets
0: yeah and I'm, I'm a part of some organizations that use your software Great. and it's, it's tremendous yeah it's really uh, uh, it's really easy to use from a you know from the standpoint of someone who's who engages through the tool
2: right. from a member's yeah. perspective, it needs to be easy right we're We're accustomed yes. to the Amazons and being able to log on and check out in a cart process and and we allow those uh, capabilities through our solutions as well and being able to sign up for event with a couple of clicks and and pay for those uh, with your phone or or on the web.
0: Excellent. And you' all been around a while, haven't you?
2: Yep. We, uh, we launched our product in 2010. I, I w- okay. didn't actually join uh, the company until uh, 20, late 2012. Uh, I was employee number 11, started as uh, the chief operating officer, and then moved to a, a chief revenue officer, sales role. Hey, uh, and then, we're uh, taking moved over the in, world. <laughs> and then moved into the uh, CEO role here about two years ago.
0: Okay. How do you like being CEO?
2: It's a uh, it's a big job, but yeah. I am a team member. So I I, I very much uh, you know if, if the team is working uh, actively together, I'm I'm just again one of those team members, right? Yes. Um, the, the the woman behind the curtain.
0: Yes, very good. <laughs> right. And you just had an acquisition recently, right? We
2: did, we did, and that's that's really what got us into the uh, for profit space, uh, non dues revenue for membership based organization is a big piece of their revenue, right? And one of the mm. largest forms of attracting non revenue is through events. Um, our solution had stopped at day of event. Uh, we allowed for registrations uh, through our platform, but we really didn't have any kind of tools to be able to engage those audiences through an app or texting or polling or any of those type, types of engagement methodologies. And so we went out to the marketplace, looked at, but gosh, probably 300 organizations to provide that event tech so that we can have the full member journey and the understanding of that member journey and and being able to provide those solutions. And when we looked at a bunch of the organizations out there, everyone kind of had the same thing. What attracted us to Event Farm uh, was really how they think about engagement, how they think that you engage folks through texting. And it's a 90 plus percent engagement activity through texting versus 50 60 percent of which apps are being downloaded today. Is it right? really? It is. It's, it's, there's a big gap there, and no one's really reading emails anymore. I mean, my email is uh, is stacked with you know a bunch of junk and you know important things get lost. Um, and sure. so it's looking at each of these avenues on how you can engage those members um, or in the for-profit for the consumers. Uh, and so looking at Event Farm was really looking for those unique ways of engaging audiences and attendees. Uh, and that's why we went through the acquisition of Event Farm. And it's been a, a great addition to the team. Uh, they're stretching us by moving into more of the consumer world, right? And so the whole team that's focused on the consumer world uh, these brands that are, you know, top 38% of Fortune 100 companies are our customers. Um, we're bringing that well, tech into the 38% non- 38% of the Fortune 100 companies Fortune 100. have used our uh, tech on the Event Farm side. Wow. Yep.
0: That's impressive.
2: And it's stretching us in ways. And it's yeah. it's great to understand how consumers are really digesting this tech in different ways. Um, event tech is coming a long way, and it's got still more ways uh, to come. Uh, but definitely in the handheld and using texting as a strategy to engage i mean how many times have you gone to an event and you get things pushed to you and potentially in an app you get your name badge it's it really hasn't changed much in 30 years right there's a better way to electronically check in get alerted when vip show up um, using qr codes or or nfc chips in order to engage in in particular activations around on on a particular floor Um, that's where things are moving and no, no long or gone are the days of, Hey, let me sit in this hour session, listen Uh to the person talk and then leave. Right. And then let me look at my, 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 booklet. Right. Um, the event, um, how people come to events, how people interact with events is, is continuing to evolving. And we hope to be part of that, that revolution
0: still there are plenty of organizations out there that don't use this kind of technology yet is that true
2: there there are a lot of organizations that are not using the tech and we're, we're kind of stuck in our ways. so oh, let's yeah. go and let's print out our badges and you go to the table and go find your badge and oh it got missed so let me write my name on the tag and yeah, yeah that that process is a simple check-in process
0: Yes, and Brett, you have a, you have some experience in this area, don't oh, you? Oh, absolutely.
1: I was just going to say, when we go to our conferences now, um, mm-hmm. everything runs through an app and, and through uh, you know the questions. You can ask questions right through your phone. I just think it's yeah. great. And then now, in the hospitality industry, we're using uh, texting to That's right. pre-check-in. Is there something we can get for you before you arrive? And the guest, I'd like two extra towels, extra water, whatever the case may be. Right. And uh, you can get it upstairs before they get here. So I, I think it's That's a great awesome. way to go.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that same uh, type of technology, of course, um, people want to go to their phones to request the towel, right? And it's no different from when you're um, when you're at these events, right? It used to be very one-sided. Let me push you information. They, the attendees actually want to engage. They want to respond via a text. Um, now it's the is trying to collect all of those cell phones, right? Uh, so we look at the databases and the CRM databases, trying to understand and doing verifications and checks, and we've got some software that can allow us to do that okay. um, to, to validate those so that you can actively start communicating with your members via text.
0: Yes. And it's, and it's permission-oriented, permission right? Of course, so the, of course. Yeah, the attendee can, can decide how much they want to.
2: Partake.
0: Partake, that's a a good word, partake, Mm -hmm. yeah. I've seen, yeah, I've I've been a part of that with some organizations, and I'm still a part of organizations that do it the low-tech way, and it's nice to be able to engage uh, through technology.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, so... People come to network, right? They're coming to learn, to network, to engage, and, um, you know, gamification, uh, utilizing some means and methods of, hey, go find these three people. You have something in common, go figure out what it is, right? That's now more engaging than, oh, let me see who the list of attendees are or let me see the exhibitors here and let me walk around.
0: Right. Now, you mentioned the two different markets, uh, not-for-profit and for-profit, and you said there are differences in synergies. Can you say a little more about that?
2: Sure. You know, definitely the the synergies are around engagement, Uh, whether in your for-profit or not-for-profit, how organizations are engaging with their constituents is the same. Uh, understanding what that journey looks like from a member journey perspective, um, or from a for-profit, how those are um, interacting with brands and brand awareness, very similar, same okay. challenge, and that's what really would brought the companies together. So, in the uh, in the uh, for-profit, um, or I'm sorry, in the not-for-profit space, that engagement. Folks are joining organizations, the demographics of those that are joining, 40% now of those in the workforce are millennials. They engage in a very different way than boomers do, right? And you need to be able to have a solution that can engage them in the methods that people like to be engaged with, right? Boomers want to pick up the fa- phone call and talk to a staff member. Yes. Millennials don't. They just, let me just pay my bill by by text, right? Yeah. Then they'll engage in a different way, you know, on-site or through an event right. or through a, a training, um, but that engagement piece again on the either side of the business is 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 the same wow. um, some of the the significant differences though is obviously in the dollars that are available right uh so when you take a look at the at the for profit space, there's a tremendous amount of dollars being spent on brand awareness uh and and events and activations. Um, the budgets are significantly more, which allow them to do more in order to engage and provide that experience that that folks are looking for. In the not-for-profit space, budgets are tight, right? And often they're making decisions around technology based on how much the product costs or the solution to help them in order to engage. And we're trying to change that by offering kind of a one price for amazing technology more from an enterprise perspective versus having to make decisions on solutions based on their price tag of this is a big event it's got enough revenue therefore I'm going to make a decision to getting the solution I really need in order to engage my audience
0: that makes sense you have a little flexibility in your part helping them out absolutely yeah. by the way you made the comment that boomers would rather talk to a person I'm a boomer you know what more and more I want to do it through my phone <laughs> <laughs> you know that's, Yeah. Uh, certainly yeah.
2: there's 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 certain activities that you want to engage in a different way yeah. right um, when when it comes to paying the bill I'd rather just do it online or put yeah. it on an auto pay, yeah. right? Uh, and, and for others, you want that higher level of engagement. Yeah. Uh, so really what these organizations need are means and methods to really engage on their time and based on their demographic and based on you know, really their audience.
0: Excellent. So what are the, what are the challenges that uh, organizations face uh, in, in either market, for-profit or not-for-profit, and, and how and how do you uh, or what are you doing at Member Suite to address those challenges?
2: Yeah, so the the, the challenges I think for both organizations is, um, you know, we have a little bit of uh, ADHD, uh, a little bit of next bright shiny thing. What what do I what do I you know grab in order to to, to have that next bec- best thing to create that experience? whether it be with an audience or with your membership base or with a, you know, an educational course. Uh, and you know, I think if, if you can provide some sort of platform um, to help them with the challenges of uh, addressing the audience bases in a different way, um, that, that platform uh, really is that means or method for segmenting. Right. Segmenting okay. the audience, um, understanding what that audience needs, um, and, and being able to provide a solution um, that it can um, basically deliver what the audience has experienced in that yeah. particular. Right. So the, so the challenges across the board are, hey, I want to be able to communicate and talk and interact in a certain way. Um, and then they have budget constraints.
0: I imagine they do. Yeah. Now, do you personally yourself? uh, Are you you come from a technology background, or do you come from a hospitality background, or something in between?
2: Software. Uh, So I've been in software since uh, the late '90s. uh, Actually, Um, been part of now four different software companies, scaling organizations, operations, sales. Uh, Got in again into this space in 2012, and uh, really got infatuated with the space because of the challenges in the space, right? Mm -hmm. And, And not having the budgets, but needing the technology. You know, these associations um, do not have the budgets to be able to afford some of the software um, that's out in the marketplace. And so what we've done is brought in an offering, a commoditized offering, um, in order to provide state-of-the-art technology at a low price point Excellent. that they can afford, right? Because most of these, um, part of associations, they're the experts. You go to them for thought leadership, right? And yes. You want the technology to be very similar to what you expect in your consumer life, and that's very difficult because the budgets of what Amazon has versus <laughs> a budget of what an association has in order to provide technology is very, very different.
0: Yeah, well, you're doing a great job. You're, you're, you're the the apps that I have been able to use through the organizations I've been a part of, with, been a part of, have been terrific. Easy to use, easy on the eyes, and yeah, it's very effective.
2: Absolutely. It has to be really user friendly. Um, The staff, you know, there's a lot of complexity that they're trying to handle from a financial standpoint, closing their books, right, sending invoices, doing renewals, managing, you know, how they're going to get new members. Uh, Very complex areas of which, you know, if you think of technology solutions in general, I just talked about four different standalone software companies, but it's under yeah. one roof with us, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of complexity there of, of trying to do a, a full enterprise suite, which really in, in many instances would be, you know, a, a mail service, an event tech business, a membership management, a CRM business, right? And these are all under one umbrella and one roof.
0: Excellent tool. Yeah. So we're talking with Natalie Cheney with Member Suite. And uh, uh, Natalie, if our listeners wanted to get a hold of you or your organization, how, be, how would they best do it?
2: sure it's uh, membersuite.com but we also have eventfarm.com as well uh two two standalone uh, websites yeah. right now
0: eventfarm.com mm-hmm. or membersuite that's S- correct s-u-i-t-e suite
2: that is correct com. that is correct
0: very good all right well thanks for for sharing that with us thanks and, uh, thanks for having me absolutely so once again this is al simon with sandler training and i'm your host on simon says let's talk business on business radio x and and so our third guest today, Faith, Faith Broderick with Eastern Data. Welcome.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
0: Absolutely. So, Faith, you're Director of Business Development, Eastern Data, and uh, y'all have been around since 97, I see.
3: Yes. Um, there. We've started in 97 and um, have kind of steadily grown into or morphed into more of a hybrid distributor, um, value-added reseller. We kind of started okay. as a um, white box system builder, um, building custom systems and servers Did to spec you? and, um, through the years and through the relationships with our vendor partners have morphed into a hybrid distributor VAR, which is a value-added reseller. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So you got all your acronyms in your world. <laughs> well, you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm guessing that the listeners that are, that are, uh, that are interested in this know most of these acronyms, but, it, but, uh. Uh, it used to be my world, actually. I used to, uh, before, yeah, uh, really? you know, Sherry and I bought the uh, sales training company in 2001. I was a a uh, corporate sales guy for technology. Okay. Yeah, and so it's likely that at some point in time, and we may have crossed paths there between 97 and 2001, a little bit anyway. So uh, so y- as, a, as a distributor and as a VAR, value-added reseller, res- value reseller, what particular uh, technology do you do you uh, do you delve in?
3: Uh, we focus mainly on computer systems and servers. Uh, we have a very big production area, mm-hmm. um, cranking out different configurations in Norcross, for our customers. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And um, but we've also um, are one of the biggest Microsoft distributors in the southeast. Are you? Mm-hmm. We do. We're getting into a lot of surveillance because that is very big this day and age. Yes. And um, so you know. Technology is always changing. So it's always something new to learn and, and to kind of pass on to your customers because they're not always abreast of the latest, you know, CPUs or the latest technology. So it's, it's very important that we kind of stay on top of that and be able to offer the latest solutions to the different customers. Yes.
0: So how do you do that? What makes you different from other IT suppliers?
3: Well, we are very customer focused. Um, we went to be more of a consultant or a consultative salesperson than just, you know, slinging hard drives. Um, so we really focused on hard drives.
0: (laughs) 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 Sounds like uh, a waffle house. (laughs) Eggs, hard drives. There you go.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, So we're really, each customer has their own dedicated sales rep. Um, and all of us are trained we're constantly learning and, and having our vendor partners come in and train okay and um, I will certainly suggest that they come here next time Thank you. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah we um, we're women owned minority owned are you okay so it's um, it's kind of cool to stand out in that regard in a you know predominantly male run industry yeah, um, I can imagine yeah
0: and, and technology changes so fast it does so fast how do you know uh, what to do next, and you know what to, you know what what to make sure that you're that you're up to speed on, and you know so you can stay ahead of the trends.
3: Well, sometimes it's trial and error. <laughs> um, but for the most part, our vendors come in: um, Intel, Gigabyte, ASUS. They come in with yeah. the latest technology and their roadmaps, and so we're kind of learning where the technology is going, um, and. Take it from there and pass it on to our customers. Azus,
0: Asus, A S U S. I've got one of their laptops. But I always thought it was an Asus. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a Okay, that that rocks my world right there, Faith. So I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do about that. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you are you focused on 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 um, logos or on vertical markets or how do you how do you actually do all this?
3: Well, we our customers are spread across the United States. Um, okay. we sell to government and education some small to medium businesses some oem manufacturers and a lot of managed service providers
0: okay oem is original equipment manufacturers okay yeah so you see yeah it just comes right out of your mouth (laughs) these acronyms it's awesome yeah (laughs) very good okay well so how long have you been with Eastern Data yourself?
3: Um, I've been there for about five years. Have you? And I've been in the industry for going on twelve.
0: Have you? okay? Mm-hmm. All right. I
3: haven't always been in the sales side of business. I used to be in marketing. But then but you saw the light. That's right.
0: Yeah. came to <laughs> yeah, came out of the dark side, marketing. <laughs> yeah, very good. So and what makes you proud to work for Eastern data?
3: Well, we we do a lot for the community. Uh, we were the number one um, fundraiser for the Disabled Veterans of Atlanta for um, really? several years in a row. Yeah. As a company, we would run the DAV five K down in Piedmont Park. Yeah, um, and we are always, you know, giving to the community and and whenever opportunity arises. Um, we recently sponsored the Equestrian um, dis- Disabled Olympics. Oh, really? Mm-hmm and very cool. you know there there's all kinds of things that we've done and we're always like giving and reaching out to the community to help the local
0: it is very 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 refreshing to hear about you know a hardware it company that is focused on community and on charity that's awesome and minority owned women owned mm-hmm.
3: and we most of our employees have been there for 10 plus years we've had some that yeah. have been there for 20. Yeah. so it's very much a family culture at Eastern Data yeah. um, and our customers are a family you know yeah. we've maintained relationships with you know our customers for just as long as our reps have been there so have you hmm
0: that's great so I'm just gonna ask you you know wh- why do your customers stay with you I think you just answered the question right and the fan the uh, the family atmosphere the great customer service what else
3: well you know they can always the game has changed a little bit in our industry of it hardware solutions because of amazon and other things so imagine um it's really easy just to go to amazon and, and order something but if you they're not going to tell you if your configuration's right or if you know if it's the latest technology i mean so the the reps really help the customers just to Find the right solutions right and um, and the customers like that they want to be able to call us and we can you know tell them what we have in stock and and tell them when they can get it and
0: you know. Yes, well it's huge when um, when your sales reps are not walking brochures, you know when they're truly subject matter experts, that is what it needs to be. that's the right paradigm yeah and that's how you keep customers for a long time as well. That's right, very good. So, yeah, we've been talking with Faith Broderick with Eastern Data. And, and Faith, if our listeners wanted to get a hold of you, how, would, how best would they do it?
3: Well, they can visit our website at ediatlanta.com.
0: ediatlanta.com, mm-hmm. okay.
3: Or they can call us toll-free at 866-327-8168. Okay, you got to say it again, 866. 866- 327.
0: 327- 327- 8168. 8168. Or just ediatlanta.com. That's right. You can get a hold of you or an, another team member. And uh, and enjoy the journey of uh, of getting new technology. It's great well, stuff. Thank you. Yeah, Welcome. Once again, this is Al Simon with Sandler Training, and I'm your host at uh, Simon Says Let's Talk Business. I did not coin that phrase, by the way. Or maybe I did. I don't remember. <laughs> On Business Radio X. And we've had three great uh, guests today, Faith Broderick with, uh, with Eastern Data, and uh, Natalie Cheney with Member Suite, and, of course, Brett Deloach, the general manager here at the Senesta Hotel are the host of Business Radio X in the lobby of the beautiful hotel. So, um, really uh, pleased to have you all here, and, and uh, I know our listeners have learned a lot today, and hopefully got some great, and I believe they should have gotten some great ideas on um, not only if they want to engage with each of you, or or how to take the concepts today and into their world. And as always, I'm going to end uh, this show today, talking a little bit about sales because it's what we do here at Sandler training and uh, and then we had some questions from listeners and, and I thought that this one is a little bit a little bit different especially in the world because because uh, Natalie you were talking about it faith you were talking about it too really uh, in, in in different ways of how people engage with companies these days and um, and for salespeople that's a huge problem because people do get as you said Natalie a tons and tons of emails and it just gets lost in the shuffle uh, and they don't necessarily even pick up the phone anymore uh, you know, when it rings, and especially if it's not someone that they recognize. And so the question that I have from a listener is, what is the most tactful way to work around gatekeepers to access the decision maker? And, and that is so, it's, it's, it's big. If you're going to be making cold calls uh, or if you're going to be making walk-in cold calls or cold phone calls, uh, or even warm calls sometimes if you're trying to reach a decision maker even and they've given you an inbound lead and still they're skeptical because they don't know who you are uh whether it's an email or whether it's a, a phone call or someone walking in their door and and uh, there are fewer uh people who sit in the front and and answer the phone and and route and route calls these days that's all done by technology for a lot of companies and <clears throat> if you're making walk-in cold calls these days it's like you know you don't know who is going to greet you at the door you know so it's interesting how how we do this, and I'm going to talk about about um about phone calls, and I'm going to talk about walk-ins, uh, both of those. And we're talking about gatekeepers. If you think about a gatekeeper, what is the gatekeeper supposed to do? Well, their number one job at the point in time when you engage with them is to keep you from talking to the decision maker, and and they're usually very good at it now now we're, now we're talking about the kind of gatekeeper who decides whether or not you get to talk to the decision maker. There's two other kinds of gatekeepers that you treat differently. One is the person who simply routes the calls, Uh, and the other one is on the other end of the spectrum is that uh, executive assistant to the CEO uh, who typically acts as the extension to the CEO and um, maybe even keeps his or her calendar, uh, knows all the major issues that are being addressed in uh, in the C-suite. So that's a different kind of person altogether, not the one I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is the one where the salesperson calls, and get someone to pick up, or they walk in and someone greets them somewhere near the door. I had to walk down the hall by, like, like, you know, 50 yards at a place the other day <laughs> to find someone to say hello. Anyway, uh, on a phone call, the gatekeeper is programmed to ask, who are you, what's your company, who do you want to talk to, and why are you calling, and do you have an appointment? And so those are five direct questions that gatekeepers are going to ask. And a typical salesperson is going to answer those questions. Well, that puts the salesperson on the defensive and gives all the power to the gatekeeper. And because of that, there's all kinds of bad practices out there, like I'm going to bully my way through the gatekeeper, or I'm going to try to act like I'm the decision-maker's best bud. Or, and those are all bad, bad ways to handle it. Because gatekeepers are, if they're savvy at all, they're wise to that, and they will shut you down in a heartbeat. Uh, and if you ever try to come back, they will remember you and shut you down. Uh, So that's bad practice. So the best way to do it is to disrupt the programming. The best way to do it is to say, hey, I'm Al Simon. My company is Sandler Training. Uh, We're a sales performance company. Uh, I'm calling for Natalie Cheney, and I don't have an appointment, but would you put me through, please? You see, I, I answered all the questions without being asked the questions. Now the gatekeeper has no place to go. Now another key part of that is at the end, I said, would you put me through please? You see how my voice went up at through and down at please. Whereas the weak salesperson would say, would you put me through please? Which is begging and gives the gatekeeper automatic to shut you down, it just happens, right? And there's a huge difference in how the tonality goes there. If you think about it, salespeople are the worst people at getting through gatekeepers. And that should not be, they should be the best. But typically, like an engineer, uh, a manager, somebody else would not say, Would you put me through, please? They would say, Would you put me through? That's what they would say it. A subject matter expert would say it that way. Well, why do salespeople turn into weak dumplings and say, Would you put me through, please? And, and anyway, don't get me started. Okay, don't get me started. The other scenario when you're walking in, my goodness, don't look like you're loaded for beer when you walk in. You know, walk in with brochures and briefcases and. You know, slide projectors, I'm I'm kidding. But typically, when people walk in somewhere for a walk-in cold call, which is awesome that they're doing it, and it's a good pattern interrupt because most people don't do it anymore, but it is a good way to do it, uh, to to try to uh, drum up new business. But when you walk in, don't walk in with anything in your hands except your keys, because what that shows the person who greets you is that you're not there very long. You're not going to make it tough on them to handle this interruption to their day. (laughs) You might even be lost looking for directions. It's gonna be quick though, they know that, the signal. And all you say is, look, I don't have an appointment. Uh, I was looking to see if there's a better way to to connect with Brett. That's it, if they know the name. Or who around here makes decisions on X? And it would be possible to get that person's card uh, and what's the best way to get a hold of him or her? That's that is the way to handle it. And in fact, we you know this is radio, City, so our listeners can't see my hands. But when you walk in, you should put your hands up like you it's like a surrender position and say, you know, I don't have an appointment. Just say it out loud. Everybody relaxes when you do that. Just, they all relax, and uh, no one uh, thinks it's going to be a big imposition and so on. And by the way, when you do it this way, about a third of the time metrics show about a third of the time. You're going to actually get a chance to shake Brett's hand or Natalie's hand or whoever the decision maker is and maybe not have a sit down meeting right then, but set one up for later. It's pretty amazing how often that happens. And so gatekeepers, you know, most salespeople don't like gatekeepers, but if you do it right, gatekeepers can be your best friend. Because once you've established that rapport with them, then everything goes smoothly from there, typically. And that's today's uh, sales, sales tip from Al Simon at Sandler Training. So, Brett, Natalie, Faith, thank you so much. Huh? We good? Thank you. Thank you. All right, listeners, listen in, uh, go to the website, and contact these folks. They know what they're doing. And everybody, good selling.